to our brand new show It's not that complicated, so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank This week, Alexander, I would like to bring us back to our roots and open with an apology letter. Um, mm. I will have to accept that given what you will learn from the um, content of the apology letter, that it is um, due to a relatively recent transgression, uh, this is an apology letter um, of the mind. It's, it's one that is being created free form in the moment. Dear Alexander, I would like to apologize. Today... Is a very important day for me. Last week was a very important day for you. Today is a very important day for me as Arsenal are playing in the FA Cup final. Due to this, I requested that we recorded half an hour earlier, which would allow us to finish in plenty of time for me to then watch the football. Unfortunately, you received a message 15 minutes before we were due to record uh, that there were two men from Virgin Media in my house and that it didn't look good. Uh, I have to accept that I felt very much like I was in love, actually. And I was Alan Rickman and the Virgin Media man was Mr. Bean constantly telling my mum, don't worry, we're almost done, madam. And you were Emma Thompson looming over my my shoulder. And I was desperately stressed about the fact that I had forced you to wake up half an hour earlier uh, than usual for functionally no reason. We have started recording five minutes earlier than we normally would. Um, so for that, I apologise. Uh, but with that in mind, and given what I've just said, uh, we don't have time for a response to my apology letter. We've got to get started with the show. Hello and welcome to... What the shit? Show where we chronologically wrote Tom Hanks' entire... I'm life. leaving. I'm Jamie Loxon. And with me as always is my co-host, Al Gillespie. Say hello, That didn't Al. slam shut. That I, I intended... <laughs> I, I, I reached over and budged a door and it didn't slam shut. I'm very <laughs> angry at this. Jamie, look, I know you want me to say, oh, it's okay and blame Richard Branson instead. And let me tell you, I do blame Richard Branson for many things. Remember that time you released a video of Jamie Corbyn sitting on the floor? That was funny. <laughs> uh, that was quite funny. Uh, look, uh, I, 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 I don't blame you for being late, Jamie. What I blame you for uh, is now for uh, the second week in a row for uh, trampling on my dick and trying to steal my bit, the opening of the show. You get me so, hello, welcome to Hank's Bank, and I get to open the show. Jamie, I had a bit. It was going to be like, tell me two things you know about Tom Hanks. Uh, two things I know about Tom Hanks. His middle name is Jeffrey, and he pees in a lot of his films. Uh, I, I was really banking on one of those being he's American, because Jamie, guess what? <laughs> Our boy Tom Hanks is now a citizen of Greece. That's right. Yes, he, yes, is now he is. stands in a long line of people uh, like Socrates. I guess there wasn't really unified Greece when Socrates was about, but fuck it. Tom Hanks is Greek now, baby. He's an honorary citizen. And uh, you know what? I think we should all aim to get honorary citizenships in places, uh, especially me speaking as a person who lives in another country and would sure like an honorary citizenship right now. Uh, how you been, Jamie? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Uh, we're a little bit looser this week. Um, I've, 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 as I mentioned before, and I've hmm. normally record hmm. with a, um, a what? <laughs> you what said we're a little bit looser this week. 
Oh, um, uh, normally I'm I record with a mic stand. Uh, well, I well I was going to get onto that. We're a little bit looser this week. Um, I normally use a mic stand. I'm not doing that this week. I've I've got the mic in my hand. I mean, it means nothing to the audience, but I'm standing up right now. I can walk around the room. Oh, what a different auditory experience. But I know that we are loose. Uh, but. Al, I can't see you on the Zoom. Your plan oh. was for me to be able to see you in the mirror. Okay, there we go. Um, so now uh, I am looking at Al through a mirror. He has aimed the screen. I, I don't know why he has done this, but he has aimed his laptop camera at a mirror uh, and is slowly unbuttoning his shirt. So we're a little bit looser this week. I'm excited. It's the FA Cup final. It's a very exciting day in any uh, young Arsenal fan's uh, life. But... Of course, we have more pressing things to talk about, Alexander. Unless oh, you had wait, anything in I your life you wanted no, to I, talk I, about. Jamie. Oh, well, I had a question, sir. Yep. Sir, sir, I've got a question, sir. I'm, I'm yes, to be yes, Mr. Gillespie. I don't know why. I don't know why the teacher oh, is also it, a child it, and it, refers it, to... No, you're the teacher. <laughs> Apparently in my scenario, you're the teacher. <laughs> and you're speaking to me, the child. Let me change characters then. I started off as a child, but I'm a, I'm a child teacher and I am, of course, <laughs> here to teach you about Hanks. But before I do, I, I, I'm not good at sports. So let me ask you a question, Jamie. What's more important, the FA Cup or the Premier League? I thought it was all over already. Uh, so the Premier League is definitely generally considered more important. The Premier League is a 38-game-long uh, league format, whereas the FA Cup is, of course, a knockout format. That means there's much more um, unpredictability in it, um, and there's a lot of history to the FA Cup, but it is much more difficult to win the Premier League because of the consistency required uh-huh. Uh-huh. to uh, be and, that and- good over 38 games. And and who won the Premier League this year? A child? Fellow Child? I don't want to talk about it. So, you don't get you don't get to celebrate. You're not really a Liverpool fan. You don't get to celebrate. Jamie, if I vaguely support one team, it's Liverpool. I went to a pub that one time with Nishant to watch them. I think in the Champions League final. All right. So I've seen at least one game live, and for my entire life, for my entire life, it's been on the backgrounds when I wanted to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. My dad was watching Liverpool. All right. I get to claim that you don't get to appropriate my Liverpoolness. Right, we need to crack on. This is going to feel very strongly like our old mini-sodes, and that's because we are reviewing something that's quite small. We're reviewing this week the Toy Story of Terror. But you might be wondering, why, dear God, why are we reviewing Tom Hanks' entire IMDb? And that's that's a good question. Uh, And we haven't talked about them for a few weeks, so... Even though we've not got a lot of time this week, I thought it important that we update people on the aliens. Uh, yes, there, there are aliens in this. If this mm. is your first episode, that will be quite a shock to you. So I will give you a minute to um, just collect yourself. Uh, aliens do exist. They have made contact uh, with two <laughs> two young men from London. Uh, it, not from London, but in London at the time. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Um, oi, <laughs> oi, gov. Pip, pip, cheerio. What's all this, Jane? All right. Let's go to Boozer. So let's rush through this. Basically, in the year 2019, no, the year 2018. 2018? Oh, come on. Time is becoming very difficult. Okay, slap myself. Let's get something. It's because I'm sat down. I've been sat down for too long. Let's do this standing up. I'll I'll, I'll pace around the room like I'm in a TED talk. Pop a squat. 
Pop a squat. Pop a squat. Right? Okay. Squat for I'm, the entirety of okay, this. Okay. I would. Yep. I'm. I'm actually going to do this. It, it is off screen, but I want it known. You can't even see that I'm squatting, but I am squatting right now. So, um, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> October 2018, we were walking down Regent Street, and then we saw a trampoline. We were like, "Oh shit, let's get on that," because we're two bouncy boys. Uh, so we started bouncing, and everyone around us started going bounce, bounce, burr. And they went burr because they saw um, us suspended in midair. And they looked up, and what was holding us in midair? It was a tractor beam coming from an alien spaceship. I am already sweating. So uh, uh, the aliens um, sort of <laughs> beamed us up onto the ship, and you started speaking to them. I couldn't understand them initially because they were speaking uh, their native language of Swahili. But of course, you have been speaking Swahili since birth. Uh, at some point in this mm-hmm. conversation, they did throw me a little pin. I stabbed it in my ear. It turned out to be a translator chip. I didn't know that at the time. I just wanted to stab something in my ear and then oh my breath um they i could understand them whatever um they were like hey we're from the united states of space and uh a planet called flomatron 8 has decided to go through a process of flexit with to leave the united states of space this was activated by their leader uh, who holds the position small boy bitch boy whose name is traver tramron he flexed his guns and said we out bitches and that was how we activated article 66 Oh, my yeah, legs are in so much pain. Um, he activated Article 66, which made, uh, which, yeah, which was uh, instigated the uh, process of Flexit. You might be wondering, how did the people of Flomatron 8 vote for yeah, this process? So Good right question. Um, so they did that by all getting in a circle and saying either bounce or bing. He's that is how referenda are, are enacted on Flomatron 8. <laughs> Um, so oh my god! Pain. I'm I'm in so much, I'm sweating so badly. It's so it's... warm in London right now. Um, so um, yeah, that's how they uh, activated the the process of Flexit. Um, the aliens were like, yeah. So we've been going around uh, trying to find replacements for Flomatron Eight. It should be said. I know I don't want to extend this story any further, but at this point, Alexander did go full Anakin Skywalker on all the baby forms of this alien species that happen to look like baby Yodas. They do not grow up to look like adult Yodas. They only look like baby Yodas in their baby form. Their adult form looks like normal aliens. Please don't confuse that. Um, so he went full Anakin Skywalker on them and I was like, oh, that's probably not a great thing. So just a little bit of detail about me. I happen to be magic. So I brought the, all of the baby Yodas back to life, but my specific form of like, magic isn't able to bring back memories. <sighs> so I... <laughs> I basically Jeez. this entire generation of baby Yodas, my legs are on fire right now. This entire generation of baby Yodas are like 50 years behind in development compared to their peers, but at least they were still alive. Then, yeah. yeah, all the aliens were like, you need to prove your worth to join the United States of space. We were like, cool, how are we going to do that? We're going to show you the works of our greatest human. We looked at each other in the eyes and we said in unison, Tom Hanks. And so we, they were like, cool, sweet. Do you want to get some DVDs? Let's let's get going. And we were like, oh, flicking through his IMDb. Oh, shit, most of his films are pretty shit. So um, give us a hot minute. We're going to review every single one of the, the guys on his IMDb and we can put them together in the Hanks Bank, which is the collection of TV shows and movies we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to them to join the United States of space. And just before I finish this story and sit down and just before we left uh they were like oh by the way uh if you do fail we will blow you up and we were like what but already jumped out of the spaceship (sighs) yeah we did a cool flip uh guys i I just want a moment of silence and then after three seconds of silence we'll count together in our heads we will applaud for jamie and when jamie listens back to this he can imagine you all applauding so three seconds of silence your definition of three seconds is fucking terrible Oh my god! What? Was it too long or too short? To I can't way too short. Three way too elephants. Sh- <laughs> Two elephants. 
one elephant. Thank you very much. I don't I, know I why I like... did that. Yeah, I'm, ge- I'm genuinely lot. so knackered and dripping yeah. with sweat. I, I'm, we're very lucky we weren't recording yesterday. Yesterday it was 36 mm-hmm. degrees in London, but it is still very warm in this room today. And I'm not allowed to have windows open because then you would Shh. hear the fucking noise of the cars going by in the street. <sighs> so that's what we do on this show. That's why we're doing this. We're doing it to save the human race. And that's why I, we're I reviewing to... Toy Story of Terror. I, I do want to ask, and this is an open-ended question, as we as we come to the latter stages of Tom Hanks' filmography, uh, filmography, filmology, filmography, filmography. Uh, do you think in the movies we have already watched, we have found a, a, a single film that could save uh, the human race from extinction? Uh, considering um, we are already planning to potentially have a sequel to Hanks Bank, um, I hope not. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, guys, real sorry. I, Turns otherwise, out the aliens... otherwise, the podcast, if, like, if we yeah. show them Captain Phillips and they're like, yeah, no, you know what? Sweet. Done. Uh, then we're going to have to stop the podcast, which would be very sad. It's, I, I, I hate to say this, guys, uh, but I think the aliens uh, may have unleashed a plague on us uh, as punishing us for not, as of yet, uh, solving the problem. Okay. And it's, they're getting mad. We did say that they would kill us all if uh, if we didn't find the film which could save everyone and uh we're gonna keep working hard all right it, it's down to us to uh i don't like to be a strong man i'm not a fascist here but uh you know it is it is us only us two who can save the world uh, yeah, so yeah absolutely pray for uh, us we, we and remember the... to download all the episodes 50 times you know absolutely we are the two solely most important human beings uh in existence at this yeah. current moment and with that, that is, of course, why we're going to give you a little bit of historical context and a little bit of show context. Uh, for people who haven't listened before, we give you a little bit of interesting facts about the time in which this project came out and then a little bit of background information about the project itself before we dive into the review. Um, this is one of three things that um, Tom Hanks released in the year of 2013. So last week, I covered the uh, films, TV and music of the year 2013. Alexander, you are now given... Well, I don't know what you're going to do. I assume you're going to do the first half of 2013. But uh, you might just be covering all of it and I'll have to figure out what the hell I'm doing next week. Uh, yeah, possibly. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to do the whole bit. Um, I'm just going to kind of... Uh, again, this is a mini-sode. It's a classic, all right? Jamie's got a, a nice B area at 8.15 in the morning. For, for me, it seems aggressive. I I'm, mean, it is, know, time I would difference like to make exist. it clear it is not a 15 in the morning for me. It might be for you, but it is a perfectly acceptable time of the day. I have just squatted for around three minutes. I think I deserve a beer. At the point we catch up with, uh, basically, and, 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 and this, I'm saying this live, right? Uh, Jamie doesn't know this. Basically, at the point at which we finish Tom Hanks's uh, current existing films... I want to do a special episode where we uh, try and like either like do like a bracket or something just to find out of those films which one we think is the best through a bracket system. But importantly, I do think we need to be drinking from the beginning of it. All right. Okay. It's, it's very importantly, maybe move it like an hour back for me, but we've got to commit because then it'll be nine o'clock rather than eight in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, given the eight hour time differential, I don't think there is an acceptable time for us to do it where it would be normal for both of us to be drinking. Jamie, I'm going to stop you right there. 
Uh, have you or have you not heard about a thing called bottomless brunch? Okay, my friend, <laughs> here's what's going to happen. I'm going to buy you a bottle of champagne. If I have a better job at the time, I'm going to buy you a bottle of champagne. I'm going to buy me a bottle of champagne. I'm also going to buy me a big carton of orange juice. And suddenly, Jamie, it becomes socially acceptable to drink before 12 o'clock on a weekend day, all right? That's absolutely fine. There's not a problem there. We'll have lots of special guests. By special guests, do I mean that I'll email people to get one-second clips of them to do funny things? Yes, entirely. That's what I'm going to do. But we will commit to it. It's going to be a bot like the boozy, the, the bouncy boys bottomless brunch boozy breakfast special episode <laughs> uh, i'm excited to find out how you're gonna get someone to be funny in one second you're gonna uh, have them send in one second clips and they have to be funny within that one second so, time limit of course we're talking about the year 2013 uh, especially the mm-hmm. year i graduated jamie you'd already been in university for a year two years i believe two years i'd graduated two years before that thank you for reminding me Ooh. no i'd been uh, in university for two years yes jesus yes, Christ, you, are, you were in I'd spain graduated. this year yes i was in spain that year you're in spain at the end of this year uh, i guess i'm skipping ahead in the timeline so sorry for stealing that from you i won't talk anymore about spain uh but 2013 was indeed and this is important for dear listeners adding to the mythology of hank spank was the year that i heard your name for the first time um i, I didn't really <laughs> process this fact uh i think either you texted joe cunningham or it was mentioned by Joe Cunningham, but I, I heard your name in 2013. In fact, in my first five weeks of university, Jamie, I heard your name a full year before meeting you. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I'm impressed by that. I, I it, That takes a, a certain level of infamy uh, or fi- for me. <laughs> I, I was a good version of infamy. Fame. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I reached near mythological status while I was away in Spain for that year. Uh, I came back and there were many people at university who knew who I was. It was very unsettling. <laughs> uh, i like to think uh there are people who go to the uh, universities uh well not this year obviously or next year but maybe in two years time uh there'll be people who go to sandy sundown stand up and uh, they will begin uh with a toast to uh jamie jones uh so 2013 other than being the year i first heard of jamie was in fact the international year of quinoa uh a fun fact i am very big happy year about. big year for quinoa Big year for quinoa. It was the year that Prince George was born. Uh, you're pro-monarchy, Jamie, or you're anti-monarchy? Or are you just like me and completely neutral and don't give a shit? Uh, I feel like this is... Considering we ha- we we generally exist in quite left-leaning circles, uh, I'm, I'm quite surprisingly pro-monarchy. Sure. Not, not in a sense of, I think that people deserve, you know, generational levels of wealth that no one else can yeah. ever achieve. I just think, I was excluding a few exceptions. Um, oh, most yeah. of them seem pretty chill. Most of them yeah. seem pretty nice. I like Prince Harry and Meghan, or I guess not Prince Harry and Meghan anymore. Uh, but they seem lovely. Wills and Kate, you know, they seem nice. They've got cute kids. Yeah, I, yeah, I just think they Look, the the the, the, I, the I, Queen's I, an, a cute old lady. <laughs> sure. Uh, here's my thing, right? And this is what I genuinely believe. Do I necessarily believe uh, in... I believe in a parliamentary system. So I, I do think a parliamentary system is better than, for example, the US, uh, you know, having the system. Senate and the... Yeah, I think that's a bad system. I think having a legislative house and a house which is consultative, but which can be passed by, that's, I think, the best way to actually get, like, legislation passed. Because if you if, if the second house can just stop things getting passed, I think that's not great. Um I don't really care for presidents, or, or like, if presidents are just, like, figureheads figure for foreign dignitaries, that's fine, but I prefer prime ministers having the majority power, because they can do stuff, and if the Queen is just a stand-in for presidents, I don't really care that much, 
Um, I don't like the idea. The second there's, if, if, I don't know, what's a bad one? If Prince Andrew, for instance, became king, then sure, I would become <laughs> a lot more vocally anti-monarchist. But uh, until then, I, uh, I'm i not necessarily, like, for taking land away from people, which is, sounds bad. I am for taxing people after they die. Taxing the shit after they die. You know what? You die... Spend your money while you're alive. You know, help the economy. Don't sit on that cash. Uh, so maybe they should be taxed more. Maybe they should be taxed at all. Do they pay taxes? Who knows? Does the Queen pay taxes? Uh, write in and tell us, guys, because uh, I clearly <laughs> have more fun facts. Uh, anyway, so look, one last thing, Jamie. Uh, did I tell you about the Canadians getting rid of the penny? The Canadians got rid of the penny in 2013. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. And uh, this is my favourite last one. If it's a fun one. Uh, a meteor explodes over the Russian city of uh, Chelyabinsk. I just butchered that name, so apologies to the people of Chile Absnick. Uh, injuring uh, about 1,500 people and damaging over 4,300 buildings. It is the most powerful meteor to strike Earth's atmosphere in over a century. The incident, along with the coincidental flyby of a larger asteroid, prompts international concern regarding the vulnerability of the planet to meteor strikes. And you know what? In 2020, wouldn't it just be fitting if after coronavirus, after the aliens, after the murder hornets, a giant fucking meteor just hid a massive city that would be really fitting guys i'm pitching this for the later half of 2020 uh that that two things have to happen one a meter stroke has to just fuck up a city and two that jamie has to just do squats for every episode for the rest of the year uh, he's just got to do the entire thing in a squat we're going to work on those glutes we're going to get buns of steel for jamie and that's some historical context for the 2013 buns of steel for jamie hashtag work it download every episode Thank you very much for that lovely historical context, Alexander. I will, of course, now be providing us with some context about what we're reviewing this week. Toy Story of Terror. That's right. We're back in the Toy Story universe, but we are Yay. in the Toy Story shorts universe. You may remember Yay! back in, in our um, mini-sodes, we reviewed a few uh, Toy Story shorts, notably, uh, especially Party Saurus Rex. Party Saurus Go back and listen to those episodes. Uh, but this is a slightly different one. It's slightly longer. This is a full 20-minute um, uh, piece of television that was produced, unsurprisingly, uh, because of the name, uh, for uh, Halloween uh, and aired on ABC. Uh, it, of course, has all of the regular Toy Story people we are used to seeing, uh, as well as uh, Carl Weathers uh, appears in this as well, uh, we, as Combat Carl, uh, and we will get onto his character uh, of course, in a minute. Um, it is directed and written by Angus McLean, who was a long-standing animator for Pixar, uh, who slowly worked up through the ranks, becoming uh, a directing animator on Wall-E, uh, and then director of Small Fry, which is one of the other Toy Story shorts that we saw um, uh, previously, and then eventually being a co-director on Finding Dory. So this is clearly, you oh. know, someone who's been a long-standing uh, employee and worker for uh, Pixar, being rewarded with a slightly larger project as a stepping stone for an e a full-length feature film. Um, there's mm -hmm. there's not much else I can say about this. It it was it, it was released for Halloween on TV. It got yep. surprising, like. Not that I'm going to reveal how I feel about this. It got surprisingly really well reviewed. Uh, it's got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with an average score of 80. Um, there's literally nothing else to say about this. Uh, let's just fucking get into it. Sure. Um, so The film begins, all good films yeah. should. Sorry. 
the film begins. Oh, oh, oh the one, should. the one last thing I should say is, yeah. of course, as uh, Disney's prime number one shill, uh, I did watch this, of course, on Disney Plus. Uh, but unfortunately, it was not available in full Ultra HD 4K resolution. Uh, so I will be docking it a point off its score when we get to that, purely because of that reason. Uh, the film. Begins so how does good Toy Story should, of <laughs> Yeah, uh, in black and white, uh, with a woman getting stalked by a vampire all right i am very uh anti films beginning with women getting stalked by murderers serial killers and creeps but i am pro women getting stalked by vampires guys uh hashtag vampires gotta live uh the woman is the vampire is terrifying it's moving slowly it's kind of a uh you know in the style of like a hammer horror film kind of thing the kind of universal monster pictures she's running away we pan out and we find out that the guys our heroes, that's right, Woody, Buzz, Jesse, Rex, Potato Head, and other characters, including Mr. Picklepants, the best character in the whole of the Toy Story franchise, yes. are in the trunk of a car watching an old scary movie, and Mr. Picklepants is living for this shit. That's right, guys. What's better than a movie where no one's telling you the metastructure of the movie? It's a movie where every where there's at least one Abbott character, and Mr. Yes. Picklepants, he's our Abbott, all right? He's uh, in there, he's just pointing out the whole cliches as we go through it. Yes, for people who don't uh, remember, this is, of course, therefore set after the events of Toy Story 3, Mr. Prickerpants mm-hmm. being one of the new characters introduced then, and played by venerated, um, venerated, venerable, venerable uh, actor both. and both venerated and venerable and just generally all round good guy, Timothy Dalton, uh, obviously famous for playing James Bond. And he's really leaning into the classical actor character here. Oh, yeah. And it works great in this. Uh, as you say, he's constantly just going, well, this part of the film if this was a horror film uh, this would be when uh, you know yeah. we would split up and get uh someone would get snatched and he's doing that have you heard throughout. the have you seen the timothy dalton story which was making its rounds i think for some reason timothy dalton was trending on twitter recently no. and uh, someone retold this story and it is probably the i think the best celebrity story ever which is uh back when timothy dalton was james bond uh this guy was a wee kid and he's on holiday with his granddad and it was kind of before the era of like first class lounges and He's kind of probably, I think, six or seven, and he sees James Bond, and he goes to his granddad, and he says, that's James Bond. And his granddad goes, cool, don't know who James Bond is, goes up to him, says, look, my, my grandson, uh, you know, is a big fan of yours, can he get his autograph? And the guy was like, yeah, of course. And he writes down, and he kind of says, you know, he signs it to Timothy Dalton, he signs it, and he says, you know, uh, best wishes, kindest regards from Timothy Dalton, and gives it to the kid, and the kid looks at it, and the kid goes, granddad, he hasn't signed it right, he, you know, it's, it's James Bond. And his granddad goes to Timothy Dalton and says, look, you haven't signed this right. Like, my my my, uh, my grandson says, you haven't signed it right. He says, your name's James Bond. And Timothy Dalton goes to the kid and he says, well, of course I signed it. It's Timothy Dalton. That's my code name. All right. We've got to make sure we, uh, you know, we stay alert for Blofeld. Uh, he, could, he and his agents could be anywhere. Anyway, 30 years later, the guy, the, the wee kid is now working for UNICEF and he's doing a uh, kind of pr- promotional video for UNICEF. And Timothy Dalton was, at the time, working with UNICEF as one of his ambassadors. They get into the kind of same uh, shoot together. And uh, the guy goes up to him and says, look, you know, I, I'm not sure if you remember this. You probably don't. But when I was a kid, I came up to you and you signed the thing. And he goes, oh, that must have been a really nice thing for you, right? And he goes, oh, thanks. They go off and they shoot the video. And afterwards, Timothy Dawson comes up to him and says, look, I couldn't say anything more because uh, I wasn't sure if Blofeld and his agents were around. But of course, I remember you. And that's just a really lovely story about <laughs> Timothy Dalton being a great guy. And you know what? Fantastic. So, uh, yes. So, Timothy Dalton, greatness. Uh, Mr. Pricklebantz, you got uh, that one 
the the, the triceratops is voiced by that actress who's in everything but i forget uh, her name. yeah she's in everything she is your minor character who's probably appeared in pretty much every sitcom from the year 2005 onwards yep uh, uh so they, they are they are heading in the car they arrive at a they the car gets a flat tire so bonnie and her mum check in to a little motel uh mm-hmm. with uh play Stephen tobolowski playing yeah. the hotel manager uh it might He's... be a name that you don't recognize but it yeah. is definitely a face you will recognize uh again someone who's been in just he... god knows amount of films is in Groundhog Day, I believe, and he's yep. also in Memento. Um, yep, uh, but, he yeah. he plays a big character in Silicon Valley. Um, yeah. he yeah he's in he's in loads and loads of stuff. You'll absolutely recognise him uh, yeah. if you were to Google him. Um, and he's he does bold. decently well here. Uh, we basically then follow out um, essentially the plot of uh, Toy Story a two again, uh, but with a horror film. Oh, where oh. Sort of. With, with yeah, the, it's like Toy Story 2 matches a horror film. Yeah. Yes. So um, what we know from the beginning of the film, Jesse briefly got trapped in the, a toolbox while in the trunk of a car, reminding us all that Jesse hates boxes. Do you remember that, guys? Jesse yep. hates boxes. Yeah. And they're uh, going to remind you of that because it's going to be a motif. Um, it's going to be a theme of this. They've got, only got 20 minutes. This is like an episode of a TV, guys. So think of it that way. Uh, they're going to get out. Woody reminds everyone that they shouldn't get out of the suitcase at, while at the hotel because hotels are the number one place for toys to get lost cool uh mr potato head gets stolen away no one knows where mr potato head goes they find a vent they go down the vent and in the corner oh no before they find the vent and jamie i need to know what you thought this was beforehand they find a suspicious sticky liquid on the floor of the hotel carpet what did you think that suspicious sticky liquid was because i know what i thought that was as as specifically buzz puts his foot and it goes hmm dips his fingers into it and tastes it and I was like, holy shit, this is a very adult joke for a Pixar film. Why would they do this? Get your head out of the gutter, Alexander. It is, of course, human feces. <laughs> um, yes, so um, then they shooting? find... <laughs> Um, yeah, they find uh, a grate because they're going off looking for Mr. Potato Head. Um, as they are looking through, uh, they consistently carry on getting uh, s- yep. uh, snatched. Um, for example, Timothy Dalton is narrating going, Ah, oh, well, this would be the exactly sort of time that one more person would go, um, and then Rex is like, would go where? Would go where? Um, That's a good yeah. Rex impression, man. You've been Thank working you on much. that. I, I <laughs> Thank you very it. much. It's the squats they they bring out the strength of my vocal cords. I don't fucking know. Um, uh, and uh, eventually, uh, Jesse meets Combat Carl, and Combat Carl is played by Carl yeah. Weathers. And Combat Carl always refers to himself as Combat Carl. Yeah. Um, Carl Weathers of uh, Predator and Arrested Development of Fame. Yes. Um, and uh, Combat Carl was also someone who's been uh, separated from uh, his owner, uh, and. Combat Carl is like, oh, you, you've got to, you got to get away. We've got to, we got to get safe. And she's like, no, I've got to find my friends who have basically all disappeared uh, at this point. Um, then the creature takes both Combat Carl and Jesse, uh, but it turns out the creature is just, just a fucking iguana. It's just, just like the, the, the hotel manager's pet yeah, iguana. Guys, it wasn't come. It was a <laughs> iguana spit. All right. Yep. Of uh, course. It turns out the iguana spit. Yeah, and he's also a Uh, partner in crime, essentially, because the iguana steals all of these toys and then the hotel manager sells them on. Um, Yeah. 
so um he takes a like like creepy like fucking uh what do you call them polaroids of of each toy oh, uh that, yeah, that it's, look it's like they're from a fucking crime scene like no, serial killery um yeah. and puts them on an online auction and then sticks them in the back of the room where they're all reunited and Combat Carl is still being Combat Carl and saying, oh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, there's also a Pez dispenser played by Kate McKinnon um, who can see the um, uh, the the screen uh, and on the screen it says sold and she goes, uh, I think I think it looks like a cowboy. Um, and it turns out Woody's been sold for $2,000. He gets yanked and put in a box. Yeah. So which, they come which up I, with... I, I liked as a wee callback. To, and like, not that the Toy Story universe really at all, like, it's not like a Marvel thing. There aren't really callbacks to previous movies. They kind of just, they exist in the same universe. Characters change, but they don't feel the need to constantly reference back. However, I quite like that as a reference back to the fact that like, Woody is a valuable toy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a nice idea, right? So someone buys it for 2000 bucks on eBay. Woody yep. gets packaged up and he's uh, put into a FedEx truck. Jesse yes. goes, holy shit, we got to save Woody. Guys, we got to get it, Woody. They see that Bonnie is uh, the the tire of the car blue and that it's been fixed this morning and Bonnie's about to leave. What are they going to do? Turns out Jesse's also getting sold. Yep. A reminder of the fact that Jesse is also a valuable toy because uh, these toys have gotten sold in less than two hours. So that's really impressive. Um, she gets outside. She basically has to go in a box. She can't unlock the cabinet to save the guys by themselves. So she's going to have to go in the box to, to go and um, save Woody. Um, yeah. And she really doesn't want to do it. And then uh, Combat Carl, in one in one of my, uh, my favorite jokes in this, uh, Combat Carl is like, you know what Combat Carl, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something along the lines of, you know what Combat Carl always says? Combat Carl says, Combat Carl doesn't give up. Okay, repeat that. And Jesse starts to go, Combat Carl doesn't. No, I'm Combat Carl. You're Jesse. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, Jesse doesn't give up. Um, oh, Combat yeah. Carl's great. Carl Jesse Weathers, has a full on mental break. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, uh, Carl Weathers is like really acting the fuck out of this when he has no reason to. Like, it's yeah. he's, he's just been brought in for a silly little character, but he's really good sure. at his uh, all. There's but also I, I a Combat a... Carl Jr., which is just his voice yeah. but pitched up. It's a great joke. I, I think it's a good example of what good direction does in that. Like, yeah. I, I think this is true of Pixar in general, where like you get so many animated movies where people just phone in their, like they're getting big celebrities and they just phone in their vocal performances. And I think the fact that they get people invested and they actually get good performances out of that, like celebrity actors is a testament to the power of directing at that company. So well done to this guy. Um, yeah, she gets in the box. She's like, Jesse's going to get in the box. Jesse's going to get in the box. Having a full break from reality. I know she's a toy, guys, but Jesse needs to get some therapy. We've been saying this for a <laughs> while. Jesse has some issues, and Jesse needs to talk to some people, preferably licensed people. Maybe there's a therapist toy. Who knows? Jesse gets in the box. Uh, she frees like a Gundam. I don't know. Like a Transformer. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, gets in the box, and she's like, look, no, don't tape it up. Like, just stick another box on top of me. That'll keep it closed um uh but then it ends up getting taped up and she's like oh god i'm stuck but she's like no jesse jesse never gives up jesse's gonna find a way um and then she finds a little like hairpin thing mm -hmm. breaks out through the thing breaks out jesse gets her back to the um uh where the rest of the toys are uh they she then pulls away the curtain so that bonnie can see them uh, all of the toys and she's like my toys uh, runs over and then uh, the mum is like um do you have all of my child's toys in this box uh, and he's like oh, you know, maybe um and uh 
they get their toys back uh yeah. subsequently while um while the hotel manager is distracted all of the other toys escape as well um so mm-hmm. that's the end and over the credits we also see combat carl getting into a delivery truck with the remaining of the toys hoping going back to their their original owners yeah. and it's nice and um uplifting and then we see we also a see of, yeah yes Okay. Yes, we also see a clip of uh, someone appears at the door, the, the manager goes out to greet them, and it's the police. And the manager <laughs> is not having this. He knows it's time to run. So he goes and he steals the police car. <laughs> yeah. And then just, backs like, it runs up immediately and... into a fucking lamppost. <laughs> um, and there's just a great, there's a great line by the police where they're like, like, I knew you shouldn't have left the keys in the, <laughs> like, in the engine car. Um, <laughs> um, which is I would also like to say about the Wikipedia page for Toy Story Terror, which I found so funny um the last line on the plot says uh two police officers later arrive to interrogate ron who attempts to escape by hijacking their police car but is forced to flee on foot after immediately crashing it into a motel sign semicolon the officers initiate a manhunt for him and there is a hyperlink for the wikipedia page of manhunt the concept of a manhunt and i love that in toy story of terror the uh, the silly dumb 20 minute pixar uh, short there is a wikipedia hyperlink for the word manhunt um so that is us done with uh toy story of terror we can blast through this because i've got some football to watch so for people who haven't listened uh to this podcast before we re-rate our projects on three things we rate the project itself out of five we rate tom hanks's performance out of five and then we do the tom hanks dick meter how much of a dick is tom hanks's character in this project and then we decide whether it goes in the hanks bank the collection of movies and tv shows that we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to join the united states of space so summing up our thoughts we haven't really talked about the general quality of this uh throughout as we've been summing up the plot it's fine i already said this earlier like when i was surprised that it got like super good reviews it's fine i don't really understand why it was made i don't know who it's been made for it was shown on tv once but it seems like pixar like i just i don't the the the, like even the really short shorts we didn't really talk about it when we did them last time the toy story tunes or whatever I just don't really get why they're being made. They're perfectly fine. Are they as good as a full-length feature film of of Toy Story? No, of course they're not. Do I care enough about these characters to see them in a mini-vignette that doesn't really give us any further background into the characters or anything like that? Not really. So it's fine. What, What did you think? Okay, so I'm going to try and do this while squatting. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I was prepping for that while Jamie was talking through. Yes, okay, I did see you guys, standing gotta, up and I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> no, 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 of course. You've got to, got to keep the reality and I was too far away from the microphone, so that's okay, Jamie. Uh, look, the reason why I think these things are good inside of Pixar is that Pixar tends to be an um, organization where most of the big feature films for a very long time only got directed by the same people. So there wasn't very much of a, like, a development program in terms of directing talent. Yep. And so the shorts, in general, were a really good way to allow people to get experience in directing things, to experiment, and just to kind of try out smaller stories, right? So like, if, you're, if you think about it, they produce maybe, I think at the moment, the pace tends to be about two big movies a year. But if you wanted to train people up in terms of the uh, like different departments to give people experience, and you see this in, in the kind of shorts which they show before films, right? That that's a good way to um, help encourage 
people and to get them experience. And I think that's great. I think, you know, and sometimes at its best with the Pixar shorts, it turns out I can't squat, especially when I'm talking about <laughs> So Jamie, you won. You wow. are the squats king. You are the Absolute squats king, pussy. all right? Just gave up so quickly. Jesus. You're the squats king. <laughs> uh, look, so I, I think broadly, like that pays off really well in terms of their, um, the shorts, which are non, uh, which are non- specific you know the way that you kind of original ideas and i think in terms of the shorts which are like this where it's kind of more of a um like a tie-in it's not necessarily to sell merchandise i guess at a push what it's about is like there was a long pause but if you think toy story 4 came out in 2019 2018 that's a what a a six-year gap between six or seven year gap between toy story films and my guess is it's a way to keep toy story in the minds of kids who were actually too young to have watched the original films when they came out so it, yeah, it keeps those feeling I'm, relevant and new and this is a sense of excitement and i i know you i know i know it's not as good but something no, like no, 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 I'm, stories- I'm, i was just going to disagree that i don't think toy story has it the fact that toy story 3 sold out fucking billions of dollars i don't think toy story has an issue with big breaks no, no, between its films sure. there was like but a there's 19, a reason like a super long gap yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that but i mean in the sense of um so the, the classic thing disney used to do before the uh well actually with the vaults but before streaming and before christ like 2000 i can't remember what the exact date was but they used to re-release in cinemas the classic disney film so cinderella snow white rapunzel that uh not rapunzel sleeping beauty um in cinemas so every generation there could be kids could get that experience of watching it on tv right they're watching it in the flesh and they so it'd be the, these kind of these classic films made up everyone's childhood for like a 40-year period because you could go take your kids to see cinderella again because you could go take your kids to see snow white and i feel in the same way this is a way to pick up those characters and keep it feeling fresh for younger kids um not necessarily a way of making money but just in a way of like making sure that the film series doesn't necessarily need to age up because they're keeping a young fan base with it, it you, they're not going to have to do a toy story where you know jesse has to decide whether or not to get an abortion because they're still making them for young kids all the time it uh, you know they're trying to i think decrease decrease the average age of people who are interested in toy story rather than um allow it to keep getting older and older and older and then doing so you'd probably have to start making less and less child friendly films i guess but anyway that's a lot of overthinking it um i think this is good i don't think this is party source rex which is the oh, funnest one of those so party source rex is great uh this is just good like i think it's fun i liked the horror stuff for a while i was like wow this is like a horror movie for wee kids i thought that was good and it kind of turned away from that which is fine because okay, you, you probably can't do a horror movie for wee kids but if you're pixar but um you know overall i think it's i normally i'd give if i could give 0.5s i'd be like this is a 3.5 i can't so it's a three uh yeah i was gonna give it a three but it wasn't available in 4k so i'm giving it a two <laughs> cruel, cruel. <laughs> um tom hanks performance i mean we've i know we are a tom hanks podcast but mm. frankly woody is barely fucking in this like yeah. he's he's fine he's woody i'm giving him a three he, he's not you're not gonna get the the boost from from just the fact that i know woody is a good character but also i can't give him lower than a three because yeah. well he's not done anything well, bad yeah, it's one of those things where they, especially with the kind of shorts, they tend to try and use like Woody Buzz, uh, Woody and Buzz as little as possible because I obviously imagine they get paid a lot even for what they do yeah. here. Um, and so I think they try and kind of use the other actors, use it as an opportunity to explore some of the other actors. And and I, I prefer that. Yeah, my favorite character in this one was Mr. Pricklepants. I think he's yeah. hilarious. Timothy Dalton is great in it. Yeah, can't give him higher than three. It's a good performance. We know he can do better, but it's because he's not written to be the main character in this one. So three. Yeah. 
And the Tom Hanks dick meter, I'm giving him a pure zero. I, I think he does nothing actively good or nothing actively bad. Yeah, so I'm, gonna I'm giving give him... him a straight neutral. Well, look, here's my issue, right? Uh, obviously, I appreciate the fact that he does nothing wrong in this. Uh, on the other hand, because the fact he might actually get kidnapped, uh, the police got called. And as we know, all cops are bastards. Uh, <laughs> so does he get punished for that? I, ultimately, I think that's Jesse's fault that the cops got called. Uh, I know this guy was committing crimes. In this case, this is definitely somewhat <laughs> cops being necessary for a, a situation. Uh, so I'm going to give him a zero. I'm going to give him a zero. I blame Jesse for we are, oh, if, if only this was available in 4K and I would have been able to give it a three and we would have given the exact same scores across the board. Disney, you're done fucked up. Uh, and is this going in your Hanks Bank? No. No, no, of course it isn't. So when something doesn't go in our Hanks Bank, we must decide something else to present to the aliens this week to satiate them for one more week. Uh, I'll give you a minute to think because I want to wrap this up quickly because the Arsenal game is starting very soon. So um, uh, mine is going to be Arsenal related. So basically, for anyone who doesn't know, Arsenal have a new manager called Mikel Arteta. Um, And uh, things are going okay under him. They could be going better, but we've got the FA Cup final uh, today. So if we win, if if when this comes out, we have won the FA Cup final, uh, then I will be presenting Mikel Arteta as uh, an absolute deity uh, to the aliens. I think he is the will be the perfect human uh, that will absolutely prove our worth to the aliens. Um, but if we have mm. lost, uh, Mikel Arteta is dead to me. I think he should be fired. Uh, and I will be presenting our former manager, Arsene Wenger, uh, as proof of the great former days of Arsenal Football Club. So mine is dependent on what happens over the next two hours. <laughs> sure. Uh, for me, it's that hockey is back. Uh, all right, you bad boys. The Canucks, <laughs> uh, the local Vancouver team are in the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs are beginning on Sunday. They did terribly in their preseason game. Uh, so you know what? I'm 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 presenting the Stanley Cup playoffs because okay. I'm hoping the Canucks <laughs> are going to win. And if they don't, this is a stupid game. There should be more violence in it. The second they took away the violence, this game became less good. All right? I, I thought, just believe all games should have punching in them. I thought you were going to present to the aliens the concept that hockey is back. Because <laughs> that's what you opened with. I thought you were going to go. So I don't have a movie for you this week. But what about that hockey is back have you considered that dear aliens might that help you um but no i think i think well me and either Mikhail Arteta or Arsene Wenger uh will have a great time sitting down with you and all the baby yodas and watching a, a a little bit of ice hockey action that'll be lovely for the whole family so that brings us to the end of this lovely shorter episode of uh hank spank with that of course you can follow us on uh facebook uh and twitter and instagram listen to other episodes to find out what the fuck those are or just google hank spank um you can also rate and review us on apple podcasts or any other place that allows us to rate and review it does wonders for our numbers but the other thing you can do which actually is way more helpful is what alexander all right, guys. Uh, and I want you to know that we know where you are when you do this. So please do uh, download uh, every episode if you can. Steal people's phones is even better. You have parents. You're all locked inside. You're probably locked inside with someone, right? You got a roommate. No, you're by yourself. You're by yourself and feeling for you. But you know what? Go out and steal people's phones. Download every episode of Hank's Bank. There's over 69 episodes. Jimmy, we never did anything to celebrate the 69th episode. I feel really, really bad on us for not doing that. I want you to go back and whatever the 69th episode was. Gross. 
I want you, what I want you to do is go back and just download the 69th episode five times. Download it, delete it, download it, delete it. Guys, you've got to do that. Go in, commit crimes, but don't commit crimes. Give your phone, give the phone back to the police when you're done. That's right. Why? To fuck with them. All right? Down with the system. Do we believe in the monarchy? Who knows? Timothy Dalton was a good guy. Uh, for me and my co-host, Jamie. No, fuck you. That's not how we're ending. I wanted to say one more thing, which is if you are going to download an episode, please stop downloading the Desert Island Discs episode. It is our second most downloaded episode now. I just checked this, Alexander. It is beaten out. It is our second most downloaded episode. Please stop downloading the Desert Island Discs episode. It is confusing us. We don't know why it is our second most downloaded episode. It was a fine episode. It was good fun, but I don't... It, why is it beating Forrest Gump? Why is it beating the Simpsons movie with with probably the biggest guest we've had? Why is it beating You've Got Mail? Why? It makes no sense. My my one download every single episode except for the Desert Island Discs episode. I don't want to be confused anymore. So for me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. That's twice you've tripped on my dick now, Jamie. I'm going to get my revenge next episode. <laughs> oh. Hands back.